Blog Talk Radio. Morning, afternoon, or evening, and welcome to Hope for Today. My name is Naja E. Brown, your host, and we thank you for your support and participation. Hope for Today is an outreach program of Yield to the King Ministry, and our hope and prayer for our listening audience all over the world is that you hear something that is encouraging, life-altering, or prompting you to study the Word of God. We welcome your comments anytime, and you can reach us through our website at www.yieldtothekingministry.org. Well, welcome to today's episode. It's entitled, Devotion, Our Time Spent with God. And we have a special guest in our studio, Mother Julia, and I'm going to let her greet our listening audience. Hello, um, my name is Mother Julia, and I have created and written a book with God's help, writing through me unsaved and unshackled, um, it's unshackled and unbound devotions, and each devotion is a product of my journey and my life um, with God. Well, and thank I'm just you for that interview. Amen. We are so blessed for you to be here and for you to take time out of your busy schedule. So, yes, we're going to talk more about your book. But before we do that, I want to ask you this question, and it's really for the benefit of our listening audience because I got a chance to hear your your answer to this question before. How is it that you came to have the title Mother? Why is it that people refer to you as Mother Julia? Um, One day my pastor asked me if I would be the mother of the church. She said God led her to ask me that, and I had to think about it. It took took a little bit, but I prayed, and, and I gave her the answer yes, and she at that time revealed to me that she was going to ordain me in, that God had put it on her heart for me to do that. And I've always been kind of the mother to my kids, friends, to everybody in the neighborhood. They've always come to me. So it kind of fit. It fits really, really well because I, I, I've met you, and, and it, it definitely does fit. And, you know, it's an honor to be able to have that title or that handle uh, on your name. So, Mother Julia, I always like to read our promotional material before we get started because it lays the foundation. So I'm going to go ahead and read the promotional material for the episode that's entitled Devotion, Our Time Spent with God. Personal devotion matters. Mornings, afternoons, or evenings with Jesus is daily encouragement and food for our soul and spirit. It's like putting on spiritual armor to face spiritual battle fraught with daily challenges. There's nothing worse than existing through life without hope or peace. Peace with our Heavenly Father is being in relationship with Him. He loves us. So we can also experience peace in the midst of our struggles. True peace only comes from Jesus Christ, who says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give it to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. That's John chapter 14, verse 27. We also have hope in Christ, who is an anchor for our soul. 
So that's our promo material. So, Julia, you wrote a book. Tell us where the book can be purchased. And, um, yes, just tell, tell us where the book can be purchased. The book can be purchased on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. Um, it's eleven ninety five for the copy, in U.S. money, um, and it's there and it's it's a great read, and it I you know I promise you that it definitely help you. Hmm. I agree. I had an opportunity to read it. I have yet to have you sign it, so we've got to make sure that uh, you uh, don't get away from me without autographing my book. But I want to say congratulations on a job well done. And I am sure yeah, you're so welcome because I, I know it's just, it's just phenomenal when you're able to reach people uh, in ways that you can't even imagine. And so this is a book that people can have, can purchase and have on their shelf. And that, you know, they can pull it down. And you know how we can go back to reading material years later, decades later, and yeah. get some get more golden nuggets out of it than we did the first time or the second time that we've read it or visited it. So I'm excited. And I am sure that you are an inspiration in more ways than one to many of your people around you, your family, your circle of friends and family. So I just, uh, I am just blessed to have you in the studio today. So tell us, how is it uh, that you came to write the book to help others? Well, you know, and you mentioned yeah, that it had something to do with your personal, go ahead. Oh, I just, um, you know, I would always write encouraging words for friends, uh, like little devotions without me realizing that they were devotions. And mm-hmm. um, God one day just showed me, I, I took a look at my, some of the devotions I had written. They weren't devotions at that time, but just things that I wrote to encourage others. And he showed me that I had been writing. I never thought I would write a book. It was not anything I wanted to do, but he led me. I prayed. And asked him, you know, what do you want me to do? Guide me, direct me, because I want to help build your kingdom. I want to, I want to help people unshackle their minds because I was shackled mm-hmm. for 49 years. And I didn't want them to have to go through what I had to go through now that I know what I know, you know, seeking God in everything that I do. And he just started leading me to these different topics. And all these topics in this book, like forgiveness, um, how you see yourself, the pain, staying freight up, those are all things that I encountered that I thought that mm-hmm. others would also um, benefit from it. And so I wrote on those. And um, he let me know that this devotion was going to go far and reach many because it was helping him build his kingdom up. And that's kind of where it went. And it took me a couple of years, but I really, really just started seeking him for the guidance. Once mm-hmm. I knew what I was going mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was looking, you know, as I read through the book, I was just saying this is so practical. And I, I don't know how people can start out their day without spending some sort of time with the Lord. You know, it could be morning, it could be mid-afternoon, it could be in the evening. It depends on the person. But the topics that you've written on are so practical and they have everything to do with our daily walk. I, I, I was just, I was just, just absolutely just 
amazed at how well it read and how practical it was and how useful it has to be for anyone who gets their hands on a copy. So today, Mother Julia, the progress that you've made, you attribute to your relationship with our Heavenly Father. So I want to ask you, when did you meet Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and Lord? Well, you know, 20 years ago was my first encounter, and I I belonged to a church. I was the secretary of the church. I kind of ran the church when uh, my pastor and his wife were out of town, and um, they just relied on me to do a lot of things. And I was walking with God, but, you know, of course, you fall off. You go back and forth. I wasn't in the headspace that I am now. Um, But Mm -hmm. I got sick in 2003 with a debilitating disease, and that really started opening my eyes. And so about six years ago, fully committed, especially when I was asked to be the mother of the church, I knew there was no turning back. I was all in. Mm -hmm. Mhm. So, so did you meet um, Jesus at an early age, or were you a teenager, or a young adult? It sounds like maybe you had a relationship with them, and then went into another direction, and then came back to to kind of rededicate your life. Were Were you young at the time that you met Jesus and accepted him well, as your personal savior? In ninety seven, um, you know, I've been with my husband for several years, two kids, and we weren't married. And he wasn't my husband at the time, but he was my boyfriend. And so I knew um, once I started coming to church and I decided to get saved the first time, I could not live with him. I had to get married. And so that was Uh the start of it. Um, At that point, I was 24. And then, you know, I left and I came back. And I've always kind of been in church, though. I was never really away. Okay. Mhm, mhm, yeah, okay, well, you know we all have eventful lives, and some things are good and not so good happen to us, and uh we we take those experiences and those events and circumstances, and they end up in our memory banks, so what was your childhood like, and what life changing event happened to you to alter your course of life? Well, let's see, my childhood was very difficult. Um, I come from a family of four, the youngest, but became the oldest. Uh, My brothers were in and out of prison, a lot of drugs. Um, Negativity was the norm in my family, and um, Mm -hmm. depression, uh, mental mental, um, imbalance, a co-imbalance on my mother's side. And at 14, I had to get my first job, summer job, and that was to be able to take care of my needs for, I was going to high school the next year. Um, Uh I needed to financially uh, take care of myself. My mother couldn't afford to do that. And then at 15, she got sick. Um, She was diagnosed with diabetes, but that led to so many other diseases. And so I was in high school, about my second year in high school, um, I got another job, um, and this time I needed to help out with uh, finances at home and help my mom who was sickly. Well, my school um, counselor had saw the skills in me and offered me to go to um, college part-time during the day to get the credits because I already was ahead of my credits, and I went to school for a half a day in high school. But I turned it down because there was no one to take care of my mother. 
Okay. So um, it's kind of been that way. And then, of course, when I was 30, I was diagnosed with a debilitating disease that was MS. And I since have been healed, and that also took me to another level in God because I was always told I was going to be healed. Mm. Mm. Tell us a little bit more about that, uh, that you were told that you would always did. Tell us a little bit more about that. That sounds very yeah, intriguing. I, yeah, I had, you know, I didn't have the faith at the time, but um, the time that I was diagnosed, we had a revival going on at church, and we had speakers from mm-hmm. out of town. They didn't know me from from A to Adam. They didn't know me at all. And they started prophesying on me that um, I was sick and that I would be healed. My own pastor didn't even know. I hadn't hadn't revealed what was going on with me. And then it just seemed like every church I went to, everybody that laid hands on me, because I would always go up for prayer, you know, um, it just seemed like everyone told me I was going to be healed. And it was like 15 years later, I received my healing. Wow. Wow. And the doctors were amazed. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a, uh, a story of healing also. And in 1994, I was diagnosed with adult non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And I went through all the necessary tests, and I ended up with an oncologist and so on and so forth, and had a lymph node that was removed. And the story that was told to me after the little day surgery was, it felt like they, they couldn't find a lymph node, felt like it had shrunk, and that, that was amazing to them because when they were poking around and told me that I needed to have a biopsy of one of the nodes, it was larger, like the size of an almond, and then it was so it had shrunk. Well, a lady in a church had prayed over me, and I hadn't told her that I was sick, and she prayed around my neck area, which I thought was amazing. And I never did have chemotherapy or radiation and uh so that i was healed and every time i go to the oncologist still to this day once a year uh, they like to use the word remission and i'll correct them and say no i was healed i was healed (laughs) and then someone asked me i don't know maybe you you entertain a question like this someone said well what if it comes back and i said well god still heals and if he healed me for a season, I accept it. And if I if it comes back, I accept his power for healing again, you know, and that his will be done. So, yeah, amazing, amazing. Um, so you were healed. No residual, no side effects or anything from MS. No, and it was very interesting during the time that I was, you know, sick. I did have some things, but I would go in the doctor's office. I was nothing like the other people. You'd look at me and you mm-hmm. wouldn't know, but I knew that I was having problems, but it never really was extremely severe like others have. Mm-hmm. They told me within mm-hmm. 10 years I would be in a wheelchair. That was my yes. diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Well, praise God for that. So, Mother Julia, you started a ministry that's entitled Unshackled and Unbound, and your statement is that you are here, this ministry is here to help set others free. I know that this concept of freedom is is Bible-based and not freedom as the world knows it. So tell us about your ministry and the people with whom you work, and then explain to our listening audience what you mean when you say set others free. 
Um, a majority of the people that I work with are young adults. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I always kind of did work with young adults. And, and um, my son's friends, my daughter's friends, I can just be somewhere and I just meet the younger adults. And I, and I don't mean 18, 17. You know, my son is 27. Um, mm-hmm. And so I constantly um, minister to these these. I call them kids. They're not kids, but they're kids to me. And, you know, I have to continuously um, give examples of the mistakes I made in comparison to what mm-hmm. they're going through, and they see where I'm at now. I'm a total different person. Mm-hmm. I have peace, and they see that, and they want that. And so as far as the ministry began, I was already doing this. I just didn't realize that I was doing it for God. And so God uh-huh. gave me that name. And it's just really weird how it happened. I was driving down the street one day, and I was like, well, you know, I don't, I need to start a ministry, my pastor would always tell me, and he gave me the name. And it's because mm-hmm. I always felt so shackled and bound throughout my life, mm-hmm. the stress and the things that I had to go through as a child. I was um, raped at the age of four, which was the beginning of my journey. And so, mm-hmm. um, and went through years of uh, sexual abuse on and off. Mm-hmm. And so that was, mm-hmm. um, that kind of had me bound. And I didn't really realize that until I got into counseling when I got older. But then, you know, it was nothing like um, being set free and delivered from God. Mm-hmm. So did the the ministry come first with the title Unshackled and Unbound and then the book or the book and then you realized that you had been ministering to people all along and Unshackled and Unbound kind of was an outgrowth of uh, a title for your ministry as an outgrowth from the writing of the book. Which came first? The ministry came first and I kept trying to come up with a name. I prayed and God said, make it what your ministry is, but it's devotions. And the devotions, mm-hmm. I just want people to understand, when he had me do this, the devotions are clear and, and, and precise, like you said, because they are not to um, – some people will read a book and they'll, you know, or they don't want to read the Bible because it has this thou and, sh- you know, shall and not, and it's a little too complicated for them. These are just mm-hmm. – everyday devotions that anybody can relate to. But the principle is through God. That's the key. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. And and, in reading through the book, everything just points back to God, his power, his mercy, his grace, his unconditional love, what we have for him, the freedom we have, uh, uh, you know, uh, in him. It's just so practical and so practically put. Uh, and that's something that I appreciate, and I know others appreciate it also, because it can get kind of complicated with the King James Version. <laughs> yes. And then it can get even more complicated when you have such a, a diluted version, and everything that you're reading is in, like, our regular language. But, you know, it just depends on where the people are and what they prefer to read. But your book is very, very practical, and the topics of the devotion. There's not anything in there that wouldn't touch the lives of most everybody who's walking with the Lord, whether they're spiritually mature or babes in Christ. And that is, that's a true blessing that you're going to be able to reach all people, all generations, uh, all, all generations and all people, because it's practical. These are things that we go through 
uh, in life. These are the things that we struggle with in life. And so it's just, it's just awesome, awesome, awesome. So when you spend time with the people that you minister to, you actively listen to them and you get to hear their stories. And, it, you know, it's that type of interaction that affords us the opportunity to learn about the person and not necessarily who they say they are, because sometimes people will present one way, but they're really feeling another way. What are some of the barriers that you encounter when trying to help others overcome hardship that you personally can relate to? The strongholds, because uh, I had them. Mm-hmm. And people battle mm-hmm. strongholds, and they allow the enemy um, to guide them and act out of their flesh. And so I have to continually speak to those strongholds through them using the word of God and God using me. I always pray that he use me um, whenever I'm going to respond to someone or one of the things is, is I listen. And sometimes people just need someone to listen. And a majority Mm -hmm. of the young adults that I deal with, their parents were not, they're there, but they're not there. And I've, I've always mm-hmm. been in my kid's life. I want to know what they're doing. I support what they do. Um, and I don't have any problems. So th- that's the majority of it is the strongholds. And um, I have to remind them that God is more powerful than those strongholds. Any circumstance that you're facing, he can fix it. Mm-hmm. You just give it to him and mm-hmm. trust him. Yes, yes. Now, how many children do you have, Mother Julia? I have two. I have a son that's 27 and a daughter, 22. Okay. And was your house or your the place where you lived in the neighborhood, was it, is that where all the kids migrated to? Yes. Yes. At one time, <laughs> what? yes. I wonder um, why I, I, wonder why <laughs> I asked my mother's that. Book, yeah. But, yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, probably uh, that often happens. Uh, our house was like that when I was growing up, and then I have a younger sister who had six children, and and so that happened in her house also. So there's either stability, they're migrating to stability, or just, uh, you know, you may not realize it, but God was using you even back then, you know, to reach the lives of some of those 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 kids, some of your, your children's friends. There was just something. Some seeds were probably being planted which is is awesome too. And do these children that were around you and your children do they ever come back and visit you and see you and 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 embrace you and and thank you? Yes, I'm still I'm still in some of those people's lives cuz we lived in the same neighborhood um for uh-huh. quite some time for all all of their, you know, uh, grade school, junior high and high school. Um, my daughter is special needs, so it can be a challenge at times, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, I'm thankful that God has anointed me and helped me. He knew, you know, he knew that I could handle the challenge and I, I'm thankful for that. When I get frustrated, I have to remember that. Mm-hmm. Very good. And, and hence the reason that you were called mother, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So unshackled and unbound devotions. So devotion with God is personal, and it's going to vary. It looks differently for everybody, and it's different times of the day, and the approach is different. But spending quality time with God in his word will release the shackles and set us free. As we learn more about who he is and his word, we can stand on his promises, but we have to apply his word to our lives. 
So if you don't mind me asking, Mother Julia, what does your daily devotion with God consist of and look like? I am considered a prayer warrior. I love to pray. Um, mm-hmm. You know how you said there's certain times of the day, not for me. Uh, as soon as I hit the shower, I begin praying, but not just praying. I praise them and I thank them. And I take time out at work to go into the restroom and say prayers. I get a lot of requests for prayers. Um, and I listen to the word in my car. I have um, the word on. And even at work, I have gospel CDs. I, you know, I, um, I'm just grateful. And I love to praise mm-hmm. them and I love to pray. I love when people come to me and ask me for prayer. Mm-hmm. It's an honor. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. So that's yes, what most of my, um, and then fellowship. I'm always fellowshipping. Mm-hmm. I can be in a store and I, I just have people that just talk to me. And, it, you know, he's sending more and more people to me. Christian, you know, and I would have never thought, and we're talking, oh, what church do you go to? Just more and more people I'm coming across like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you, uh, you have a home congregation, and I know you serve in probably various capacities. Then you have your ministry, uh, Unshackled and Unbound ministry. You've got two adult children. You said you mentioned your daughter is special needs, and I know that you have mm-hmm. siblings. And your mom is still living, is that correct? No, How my mother you... died in 2009. Oh, okay. All right. She's So she's no longer with us. Okay. How do you balance all of that? What the Lord has given you? Been, um, it's the Lord. It's, it's, I can't even describe it. Um, you know, mm-hmm. with me being sick, I was taking care of my mother, working full time. I have a family of my own. Plus, I have brother. I have so many people that call upon me, but God has um, recently, like in the last, probably at the time that I needed to finish this book, he's removed a lot of people out of my life. And um, I see now why they were removed. And Mm. it just really helps me balance things a lot better. But I've always been a multitasker. And I always Mm -hmm. have been the type to just go, 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 go. You know, um, but the Lord, I can't do it without him. Mm-hmm. Absolutely cannot. And and do you ever find yourself or did you find yourself praying and asking God to help you prioritize everything that has given you and everything that seems to come your way? Did, did, did you have to seek him for to, to prioritize things? I had to seek him for that. I had to seek him for strength most of all because, you know, I'm human. Mm -hmm. And there would be times my mom was, she probably had a hundred surgeries in the last couple of years of her life. And then Mm -hmm. I had a brother um, that after she passed, I was taken care of because he was diagnosed with the same thing. I lost him in 2017. So um, I've I've constantly um, had to reach out to God. And I still do. Even mm-hmm. if it's a good day for me, I reach out to him. I'm not one of those mm-hmm. that's a part-time, you know, oh, everything's going good. I, you know, I don't need to. I, can't, I just can't even go to bed without praying. I don't, I don't know how people do it. I can't not do it. <laughs> right. I agree with you. It's just, it's just who we become. And when we realize the need, it's like, ooh, I, that's a scary thought to try to get up and not have that sort of discipline in your life. You know, to practice yes. the Christian disciplines that are going to get you through 
what you are are called to do. I mean, that's just a, that's a scary thought, and and it's dangerous territory. You know, when you start thinking yeah. you can do things separate from God or independent from God, I am so dependent on Him for all that I do, especially through Yield to the King Ministry. That I hear you. You said that with such conviction. I hear you. Believe me. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, you are truly, truly an inspiration, and we are almost out of time, and that half hour I know went very quickly. So, Mother Julia, I want to thank you for coming into the studio today and for sharing your testimony, and thank you for the outreach that you do in the community. Keep on being used by God to reach others and keep listening to their stories and giving them hope. Do you have any words of encouragement or a scripture that you would like to leave with our listening audience today. Yes, my favorite scripture is Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, and it's, you know, you Mm -hmm. just need to trust him and look to him Mm -hmm. in everything that you do. I mean, it can be the most simplest thing, but that's what I, I follow, and that's how I'm able to get through and have a pretty successful life. I don't lean on my own understanding. That's the one thing I really, really learned this last six years when I got fully committed to God. Do not lean on your own understanding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You'll go it's wrong every time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, you start taking those detours. Yes, yes, yes. Well, in closing, I just want to say freedom in Jesus Christ is available to all who believe. You've heard it right from the mouth of Mother Julia. Unshackled and Unbound Devotions is her book. It's available on Amazon.com and also Barnes & Noble. Take a look, purchase your copy, and be blessed. And then you can also bless others by maybe passing on a copy to them. So with that, I want to say, may God bless you and keep you and make your faith, make his face shine upon you and give you peace. We'll talk again in a couple of weeks. God bless you. Thank you, Mother Julia. God bless everyone. Thank you.